Okay, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, this episode is Millennial on the Move. I am so excited about this episode. Oh my God, I have Raphael Wright with me today. He is going to be my special guest. I mean, this guy is amazing. Like, he is a full-time business owner. He's an author. Like, he's getting ready to open up a bodega in the, his um, neighborhood. I am just so excited to have him here today so y'all can, you know, hear his testimony, hear what he's got, what he has going on. Um, and I named this episode Millennial on the Move. I just want to highlight some millennials that I've seen that are, you know, really out here overcoming op- their adversity, their obstacles, and just really, you know, doing something to advance their community. Because, like, after, you know, success is obtained and after you feel like, you know, you've reached a certain height in life, the, what measures that is who you go back to get, you know, going back to where you came from and just trying to, you know, make things great. His brand is called Make the Hood Great Again. And that pretty much is like self-explanatory. But we're going to um, dive straight into this. So, Ralph, what's good? What's good? You all right? <laughs> yes, I'm great. How you feeling today? I'm tired, but, you know, we're here. <laughs> Me too, right? Well, um, I am excited to have you on the show today. I'm going to let you introduce yourself a little bit and um, introduce your brand and, you know, just kind of catch them up about, you know, who who Raphael is and what you have going on. Uh, Raphael Wright, Eastsider, <laughs> East one, um, Detroiter, born and raised, never left. Um, I was here when it was bad, you know, like a lot of us were. Um, product of DPS with the, with the college here. Um, I got it in, you know, on the on the east side, west, north, we whatever. Um, but um, now I'm into social entrepreneurship. I am comfortably now a so a full time social entrepreneur. Um, of course, I still like making money. I mean, we we the city of hustlers, but. I want to make a bigger impact. You know, so I see a lot of uh, deficiencies and disparities in our in our communities, and I want to really address those issues because money don't solve all of that. You know, you can make Absolutely. a lot of money, but you, you know, for example, I'm diabetic, so it's not a dollar amount in the world that could, you know, cure that. You know, can reverse that out of my life. So there's a lot of things that I want to address in our community so that we can have a healthier, happier, more prosperous, um, you know, east side, west side, wherever. Um, so that's where I got into social entrepreneurship to address those issues. But um, that's pretty much what Making the Hood Great Again is. You know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's inspired by Donald Trump's uh, call to make America great again. And I'm like, well, if I'm in the, if I'm in these streets every day, working and I'm doing what I got to do to provide for my family, but I'm getting robbed or shot or, you know, we still in fighting or whatever, you know, there's a lot of things that we got to fix. So, um, making the hood great again is just really me doing that from what I can do with my skill set. Okay. So, um, I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, make the hood great again. So what does that really mean to you? Like how did, you know, what fueled you? Because I, like you said, you came from the neighborhood. Um, a lot of us have, you know, I'm, I'm definitely from the hood as well. Um, so what is that? Like, what was really your, 
turning point? Like, what made you say, look, I got to make a difference. It's something that I have to do differently. Because, like, you know, after you reached success, you could have just been like, look, I made it out. I'm good. What really fueled you? Like, what really was that that point to make you want to go back? Uh, you wake up. You know, um, a lot of times you, you see a dollar amount or you reach a certain, like, career professional benchmark or milestone, but you still be asleep, you know, or... Mm-hmm. You just detach from where you came from. You don't look at, you know, if you just go outside, if you're not inspired to want to change it or you're not depressed or unhappy with what you see every day in your neighborhood, that's that's a problem for me. And I, I grew up on East Warren, so I'm looking at the stores. A lot of them are closed. I'm looking at the homes. A lot of them are gone. You know, I'm looking at the people. A lot of them are poor. A lot of us are unhealthy. Schools aren't open. You know, education is not where it needs to be for our little kids. Um, economic opportunity. And there's so much stuff going on that's just out of our control that, you know, outsiders have just came in our neighborhood and they just doing what they want to do. Yeah, I'm okay. I can take care of myself. But what about everybody else? Yeah. And it's up to people that's there that can understand that, you know, can actually, you know, put a foot in all of that and actually put some type of effort or plan in place to, Say, okay, this is what we want in our neighborhood. This is what we need to do, you know. It's been a challenge when it's, you know, you are a few people when it needs to be more and everybody, but it's just waking up, you know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm like, man, something got to change. I'm yeah. I'm at a certain glass ceiling socially where I like to, I like to have nice things, but I can't because I'm still in the hood. I'm still... I'm I'm shark bait to a lot of the people over there. Yeah. They looking at me like, oh yeah, I'm he he I'm finna get him. You know, yeah. I don't want to live like that. You know, yeah. what I'm saying I'm looking at how can I get you to that place if possible. How can we help each other elevate so that we all ride nice, we all looking good, all of our kids yeah. are clean, and we all could just live good. You know, like you see in the movies with the suburbians. I want that in the hood, and it's possible. Absolutely. So even like with knowing that, like. You know, you like you say, you're still in the hood, but some people still have that mentality. Like, it's like a lot of places in Detroit, it's like crabs in a bucket almost. You know what I'm saying? So does that ever discourage you? Like, dang, like, even though I'm trying to make a difference and I'm trying to do better, it's still some people who are not going to be susceptible to what I'm doing and they're going to hate anyways or they're going to, you know, have a negative outlook on it anyways or they're going to try to do something to tear me down anyways. Like, what is your motivation to keep going even after that? Because I know it can get, you know, discouraging sometimes. Uh, You know, either cry grind or do both you know and I literally do both you know what I'm saying it's like it gets discouraging you and and we all on social media all the time so we see the comments we see the hate we see the you know the just illogic like you know what are you talking about you know in, in my case of me you know I went to go fund me with with this grocery store project because I don't think anybody understands how much it cost to open a grocery store on top of the other requirements, yeah. you know, that's a lot of money. So, yeah. you know, yeah I, yeah, I got a few businesses and I can do this, but I can't do that on my own. Yeah. But I really wanted to really unite the community around an effort. effort. Yeah, yeah, I wanted I it to be it. a community effort. But then you see the you see the hate on that, you know, people, why would I give him this when I got a business? Ain't nobody giving me nothing. Or, you know, you see... <laughs> The, the yeah. comments and the, the the mindset of me trying to do something community driven, um, it gets discouraging. But you got to keep on going. You got to keep pushing. If I if I spend more time investing in that, 
then I won't hit a milestone ever again. I won't accomplish anything ever again. And it's been hard with this one project alone, but just imagine any, anything else you're doing. Like, if you just focus on that, ain't nothing going to pop on your life. Absolutely. And something that you said really stood out to me, um, and that's mindset. And that's so important just because, like, your, our perception of things is usually our reality. So, like, like you said, even though, um, you know, you see all of this hate, you see all this negativity, you could use that and, like you said, cry about it and just, you know, give up or let it keep you discouraged. Or you can grind and you can use that to fuel you to keep going. Like, yeah, I have a lot of naysayers. I have people who are hating regardless. But my perception is I still have a goal and I still, you know, need to reach this goal. So regardless of what they're doing over there, I'm going to still be doing this over here. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Like, mindset is so very important because everybody is not going to support you. That's just what it is. Like, everybody is not going to support everybody is not going to be what you are for everybody is not going to promote or you know like love what you have going on and that's absolutely fine because somebody is like you said it's a couple people who are you know naysayers but when I looked at the GoFundMe I'm like man like it's a lot of people who are supporting and who are for what you are for so it's like never get discouraged about you know the lack of support or what other people are saying like God will send you everybody that you need like when you're passionate about something and you believe in what you have going on it's going to be contagious and it's going to make other people want to believe in what you have going on but if you so easily distracted and you know bothered by what people are saying and or the lack thereof like then you will never get anywhere so I really love you know that that you said that about the mindset um and I kind of want to dive into um this bodega and this grocery store like what exactly is it going to consist of like what is it going to be about and what what are some ways like you feel the community can come in to help you you know like even if they can't help on a financial level like what do you think can be done you know to assist you with that so to start the the, the original vision for uh what became neighborhood grocery was i got into community development so once i said i'm gonna become a social entrepreneur and start looking at our community that's that's community development so I said, you know, what is what is what is the one thing that starts a community and it's food. You know, it's not it's not schools, it's not other things. It's like if you don't have a a, a, a nutritional outlet for your community, no one is gonna be, you know, functioning properly. You know, we talk about drugs a lot and how how much, you know, drugs have affected our community, but you gotta think about it, if you ate Cheetos since you was five <laughs> And then you 16, 17, you're going to probably have the same, you know, wild, reckless mindset as somebody who just started smoking weed a lot and taking pills and all that other stuff. Like, you have your body ain't, your body not pumped right because you've been eating processed food your whole life. So, you know, you can't really lead your community unless you feed them first. So, once I went into that mindset, I said, we need to start a grocery store. Now, I didn't have any experience in that. So... This effort of like a GoFundMe was to pull people in. I've been super duper inclusive in that process, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of a, a a detriment as well because you do get people who, more uh, people like me who don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Now we're all in this pot together trying to figure out whatever. So it's been taking two years because I had to learn the game and doing it. But in this effort of like, okay, I mean, I have five, ten hundred dollars, but I got experience. Come on to death row. Come on this side and, you know, <laughs> let's see what we can do. Let's see what Absolutely. type of partnerships we can forge. There's businesses, entrepreneurs right now that have a product that need to go on my shelf, you know, for, for my sake, but also for theirs because of the social equity that's built. We can we can come up with a real bomb collaboration, 
get you out here a little bit more, get me going, you know. So those are the different ways that we can get this popping is being inclusive, um, looking at this as a bigger play, not just to get your, your product on the shelf or not to get your name popping or whatever, but to see a long-term platform for everybody. There's so many jobs that can be created through this one um, this one business, a grocery store, yeah. you know, not just in the store, but as a marketer, um, as an entrepreneur, you know, as a vendor, um, as a, you know, transportation entity, like there's so many things we can build around this one business. So mm-hmm. the inclusiveness is the one way, you know what I'm saying? I'm always open to ideas. I, mm-hmm. I answer DMs, whatever, you know, let's, let's get it in that way. You know, I so love that. Be Cause fair. it's like, at the, definitely with our generation, like everybody feels like everything is a competition, but we could be so much more powerful together. You know, like when we collaborate, we put our ideas together. Like we have some brilliant minds in the city, man. Like we have to get off of this, you know, it's us against y'all or it's them against them or, you know, like, no, we can all come together. Like we have a, a bigger purpose. Like our city need us, you know, our our hoods need us, like these kids need us, like they're gonna, you know, we have to set an example for them. And that, that um leads me to this next um conversation about like community awareness, you know, community outreach, um, the need for, you know, these youth role models. Like we have a youth and a you know, generation that's coming up behind us who are like completely lost. Like I thought it was a bad when we was coming up, but like, you know, the generation that they're living in right now is like man, like 10 times worse, you know, than we had it. So what, what's the important, you know, cause I'm a youth mentor. So I already know, like I'm out here with the youth and I'm, I'm with them and I'm um, mentoring them every single day. So I'm seeing the struggles, but I feel like a lot of people, they don't even know, you know, what's going on right now because they're, you know, they're like you say, everybody living their lives that, you know, we securing bags, but what do you feel like the importance of that community awareness and that community outreach is? Um, well, we got to go back into our history as like African Americans and look at what has been done in our communities. So this has been over time. It's like we didn't wake up and we had single parent families. We didn't wake up with all of our daddies in jail and people dead and all this other stuff. Like this has been a gradual process over time and it's been intentional. You know, policy, racism, discrimination, systematic oppression have been put in our communities and it has really done its deed over time so we have to start this you know retraining of the mind relearning of ourselves our our community has to be rebuilt and people like you and I we have to understand that we're more like you're more than just a youth advocate and outreach mentor you are in many ways a parent to these little kids you are a brother or a sister you are a friend you are you know they're 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 outlet to eat you are a lot mm-hmm. of things you know just like teachers they're more than just teachers you know as on the entrepreneurial side we typically just be entrepreneurs it's like all right i'm just gonna make this money give you a job what you do with your money that's on you well we got to be more than that you know what i'm saying how are we really impacting our employees our people that we're working with if we're not really investing into their lives in that way and it can be a little intrusive maybe but mm-hmm. We're looking at. I'm, I want. I want you to be. I want you to be straight, dog. I don't want you to be out here, you know. Because, for example, you know, working in the car industry, we always look at pay. How much I'm gonna get paid? How much you gonna pay me? Well, it's like, dog. If you you drowning in debt, me paying you more money ain't gonna really help you. So what more? What other ways could I be there for you? You know what I'm saying? Do you need some other game on this end? You know, do you need help with your babysitting? Like, what ways can I help cut your expenses? 
so that, you know, you're not beating me up over price because that helps turnover go down. You know, if I'm really investing in my people, then we have a better synergy and in other ways to get, you know, get stuff going. So outreach is real important, but it's a real hard job for us yeah. because we're doing more than just outreach. Like we really, we really, we really hold a lot of hats and we really, Absolutely. you know, hands are in a lot of pots. So it's it's difficult, but you know, we just have to know that we're doing a good deed and, you know, just keep commit, continue to commend ourselves and motivating ourselves in doing it. Absolutely. Well, I truly admire, you know, everything that you have going on, just your drive. I can feel your passion just from right here. Um, just, you know, and then one of the things that you really said that stood out is that, um, like, inclusiveness and the fact, like, you're really building this platform. It's not even just for you. It's for people. Like you said, you're trying to create employment opportunities. You're trying to um, create a platform where other people who have, you know, businesses or products can, can be put on these shelves. Like, that's honorable, y'all. Like, do y'all really hear this? Like, it's not a lot of people who are worried about, you know, other people other than themselves like these are the type of people these are the helpers and my god dad always told me like look for the helpers you know what i'm saying like search for the helpers search for the people who are you know for a cause that is bigger than themselves who are selfless who will go that extra mile you know to create these opportunities for other people who will create these platforms for other people like like that's a heart of gold right there and like i like i said i can really feel your passion it's just amazing um to see you know like you are literally a millennial on the move like it's, it's just great what you are doing. Um, so I, I kind of want to know, just because, like, people always see, you know, the now. They see what we're doing now. They don't really, you know, know who we used to be or what things we had to overcome to get here. So I kind of want to talk about that, if you don't mind. Like, what were you doing um, before? Like, and what made you want to transition over? Uh, I was I was ripping and running, man. I was, uh, I was, I was out here, you know what I'm saying, for a real long time. My, originally, my motivation was always to work for myself. So, you know, I saw my parents work for other people and had to take orders. And I'm like, I'm smarter than probably they boss right now as a teenager. So I want to work for myself. It's not really a lot of outlets for a young black teenager in the inner city, poor communities at that. So you just gravitate to who you see and can feel every day. And it's the dude down the street. You know, he riding up, he riding up and down the street in a new car. He got jewelry on, clothes, the whole neighborhood filling him and rocking with him, you know. But then when you dive in a little deeper, you know, you see that he really selling drugs or something like that. So I I was a follower in that sense that I just kind of jumped into that myself. And for a real long time, that's really what I, what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, from, I want to say, 15 to close to graduating from college. So I made a change around the time that I was graduating, um, and I hate to, I hate to put this out like it's an accomplishment, but I left on top. It wasn't like I got, you know, caught, I got into some trouble, or I fell off, or something like that, and I really left on top, you know, I, I said, you know, I'm gonna deal with the pain of, you know, I even had got a job, you know, I had never had a job like that, so I got a job, I just went all the way to the bottom, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of here, cold turkey, and I had never got in trouble, never got arrested, never been in nobody paperwork or no type of issues like that. And did later once I went back. But, yeah. you know, at that time when I left, I was done. And, um, you know, just tried to, you know, build myself up in that way. End up going back to that. You know, I sold marijuana for a real long time. So okay. um, this is way before the new stuff we got now. It was like we was mailing it in, in the mail and <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. So that's that's where I came up 
that's how I came up. And um, but in that experience, I did learn business. I will admit that. So and it's not something that I tell like teenagers or something like that because we, you know, that's not cool to them. You know, yeah. honestly, you know, they see it. You know, and it, it, it's temporarily cool. It was real cool for us because we was we looked up to the people that was selling it. Now a lot of these guys they look up to people using it. So yeah. it's a big difference. That, so you don't really put it out there like that no more. But um, yeah, that's that's really how I came up. And you know, I use that even to this day. I know a lot of people in the neighborhoods and in the communities, whether it is the east or the west. Like I know some people around your way. But it's <laughs> from me doing that, and you know, Bill. But I did learn entrepreneurship really from that. I did learn people. I learned how to be shrewd when I needed to be. I learned how to be nice when I needed to be. I learned how to appreciate a customer. I learned yeah. customer service. In that, I learned so much when I was doing that. So once I finally made that transition, and boy, that was hard because, you know, I'm used to, you know, spend a thousand you make too. Yeah. Make, you know, flip. I'm used to that. And then once I got into real business, I got overhead, I got to pay taxes, <laughs> I'm I'm broke, you know what I'm saying, I'm not really getting it like that, so that was the biggest adjustment, but I knew that I, I knew that I knew the game enough to where I would, I would you know, flip and turn around, but yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was out here for a real long time, I was out here, and you know, built, I built a sizable reputation, which is, which is different now, because it's like, I smile a lot and stuff now, mm -hmm. I didn't do that before, it was okay. just kind of like, you know, 6'2", 200 plus pound guy, I'm gonna move around different, because I just didn't yeah. want people bothering me, I didn't want to be in no issues, and yeah. I just played a different game, but now I'm all nice, and yeah. I can smile, <laughs> and all. It, it's a good feeling, it's it a real is. good feeling to be able to you know, interact with people in this in this light and, you know, yeah. meet the mayor and city council members yeah. and all that. I used to run from that before. I didn't yeah. want to be around yeah. them people and, you know, talk to the police and mm -hmm. be, you know, not in no confrontational way, but in a way that can actually maybe help the community in a way. It so will. I'm in a different, I'm in a different bracket, not just tax bracket, but in a different social bracket. It's cool. Yeah. And yes, and thank you for sharing that with us, just because I think it's so important that, you know, we're not ashamed of, you know, where we came from, our challenges and the things that we've been through. Like just sharing your testimony, like it's going to help somebody that's listening, you know, like that is a different way. And that's why it's so important, because like, even with me, like I grew up, you know, on the west side of Detroit, um, Dre Road, and one of the, you know, the rougher neighborhoods, um, crime rates was high, <laughs> graduation rates was low. Um, like my dad and my uncles, they were like some of the biggest drug dealers, you know, in the neighborhood as, you know, as a child. And just coming up watching that, it was like, you know, we didn't really want for nothing, you know, while he was alive. And just watching how after he died, like, you know, he was murdered when I was 10 years old. Um, I like went into foster care and I had to go through all of this different stuff. And what it taught me was that it, it got to be a different way. You know, like, and when it's all that you know, like, you're accustomed to, you know, seeing this fast money or you're accustomed to this certain lifestyle, but that lifestyle doesn't always end well, almost never. You know, it always ends, it, it tears families apart, it leaves people broken, it leaves people, you know, scarred, like, it's never a, a, a eternal thing. So it's like being able to see, you know, where you came from and, and letting people know and letting, you know, our younger generation know, like, hey, like, it's, it's literally a different way. I tried that way. So I was there. I get it. I understand how, you know, easy it can be or how good it can feel to, you know, get it fast. But it's definitely another way. And I really admire, you know, you and 
it's great that you you know you told your story because it's going to let somebody know like yeah that way is a way but it's not the only way and you can do it the right way you can do it the legit way and you can be successful in that yeah i don't want nothing to come back on me either you know <laughs> like i don't right. want to 10 years later somebody tried to dig up a skeleton in my life hey, yeah. i've been laid it out a long time ago my right. first book was called how to hustle and it was really written as an entrepreneurship guide but from that perspective and i and was just dope, really man. i was literally probably two months removed from that life once I started writing and pretty much packaging that project together. So yeah. you could feel it in the in the words and in the pages yeah. because that I was literally just doing that, you know, and I wasn't doing it once it came out, but I had I was just removed from it. So yeah. you know, and again it's not to, you know, encourage people to do it and hey, I, I was able to get out. You tried too. Like yeah. I think a lot of us think we smarter than like Scarface. We watched the movie, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And we like Oh yeah, I'm gonna do this so that I don't get shot in the end. You still gonna you gonna get shot. You gonna die. Yeah. Whether you extend the scene or not, you yeah, you still you gonna die at the end of the movie. So yeah. you know, just don't waste your time. Don't try to be like me and try to get lucky and say, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try to get it in and get it out. Nah man, I, I was I put a lot of risk into my life that I didn't need, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up. Like, like I'm, I don't know about you, but I didn't grow up needing nothing. You know what I'm saying? My mm-hmm. parents worked. My parents, they didn't, you know, they, I, I never had a, a issue with having a toy in my, in my, my room or a video game or shoes or clothes or like that. So going into that life and for them to find out about that, it was real hard, you know. Yeah. And I was in college too, and it's like, yeah, I, I covered a semester on my own just from me working doing that but what if I would have got caught exactly and then my parents got a the shame of them like I'm mm-hmm. the only kid that they had to go to college and I, I messed it up because right. I wanted to do something whatever and you know you don't think about those consequences and I was conscious of that even when I was doing it so I always tell people just don't even waste your time it's like right. it's not even worth it's it not worth it. it's not worth it it's not well um yeah, I mean, just come. I feel like coming from where from where we're from, anyways. Like it gives us a different type of drive too. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, like some people will go, you know, like out of town or they ride through the suburbs and stuff, and they get motivated. But for me, like when I go back to my old neighborhoods and I see like that the street, the block where I grew up on, like a lot of the houses aren't even there anymore. You know, like the parks and it it just looks bad. And it's like, man, like it's still kids and stuff who live in this neighborhood right now. Yeah, Joy wrote a little. Um... Hey, man. Chill out. Chill out. But no, for real, like, it, it just motivates me. Like, man, like, I want to be able to, you know, be so successful that I can go back, you know, and, like, make my hood great again. You know what I'm saying? Like, build that up. Like, build them parks up. You know, like, open them schools back up. Because, like I said, everybody, you know, is not going to be able to make it out. But at least let me be able to bring that sense of, you know, safeness and comfortability back to y'all. You know, like, because, like I said, that that piece of that, you know, the neighborhood, that's going to always be inside of me. That's going to always be, you know, my force because, man, like, I am I made it from nothing. You know, like, I had all the eyes stacked against me, like, already, you know, being a minority and then growing up in the hood. Like, one of the worst hoods where everybody is on welfare and nobody, you know, is no millionaires. There's no, you know, really no successful business owners or anything. Like, I want to bring that back and show these kids, like, listen, it's possible. I was here, I walked these same streets. It's possible for you to, you know, make it out as well. So um, I'm excited for everything that you have going on. Like, this is so amazing. Like, I feel like 
all over the world, people are about to be trying to make their hoods great. So um, thank you for coming on. Like, I want you to, you know, let them know, like, how they can contact you, how they can, you know, support you, like, you know, your social media handles. And, um, you know, just let them know that, like, how they can interact with you. All right. Um, Instagram and Twitter is um, at Pharaoh Rafa. That's F-A-I-R-O underscore R-A-F-A. Um, the DM is always open. Um, no, no other stuff though. You know, let's keep it. Let's keep it. You know, professional and and cool. Um, you can always hit me there, and that starts most of the conversation and dialogue. You know, more professional. I got an email and all that stuff that you'll see on my social media mm-hmm. accounts. Um, and I'm always out here too, so you're gonna see me at a networking event or two, or you're just gonna see me at one of my spots where I'm where I'm working at. So you know, always pull up, and I'm always open and available. You know, but Absolutely. again, let's keep it keep it smooth and keep it <laughs> professional, and it come correct so that we can get stuff going. But that's that's where it's at for me. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I wish you the absolute best. I am always praying for you, you know, rooting you on. And um, and one question that I always like to end it off with, just for, you know, all my teenagers and all my youth that's listening, um, I want, like, what's one piece of advice that you would give, you know, to your younger self? Like, knowing all that you know now and, you know, have overcome everything that you've overcome now, like, what's something that you would tell your younger self or tell, you know, some some younger, you know, teenagers and stuff who are listening right now? Uh, learn just learn yourself and be happy. Um, I invested a lot of time in not being happy, so that that translated into the frown all the time and the you know just real offset demeanor. Like I don't even want to talk to that guy. He look like he he ready to fight me or something. So just learn yourself, be happy with that, and that really will move you and move mountains out of your way. You know you you will be a real man of principle at that point. You know, you don't end up being a follower. And I was a follower for a minute, just doing what I saw instead of doing what I knew I could do or wanted to do. Just learn yourself and be comfortable with that. You know what I'm saying? If if you're not a street dude, don't try to be that. You know, if you a nerd, be a nerd. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? You'll find your bag once you get older. You know, a lot of of the people who, you know, I, you know, admittedly was following in middle school, all that, man, they ain't doing nothing in their life. You know what I'm saying? And... I'm doing way more and could have been doing it a lot quicker if I would have just learned who I was and, and learned to love and appreciate that. So learn yourself and a lot of those marbles will fall in their place. You know, it's, you know, everybody's life journey is different. So I can't lay the blueprint out from what my experiences are. But if nothing else, just learn who you are and learn to love it. Be happy with that. And everything else will start falling in place much sooner and much easier. And you don't have to put yourself through the stress that a lot of us have. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming to kick it with me. And that's all I have for today, guys. Kick off your shoes.